symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. Turn it on and rip the knob off. Guys, and welcome back to the Wrestling Memory Grenade. Now at episode 97. Wow, really getting up there now. As this week, we're going to talk October of 1987 and the World Wrestling Federation. Looking at all of the news and results here throughout the month of October in the World Wrestling Federation. The Survivor Series has been announced. The Pile Driver album has been released. And if you listen to the last episode of the Grenade, you know that yes, the Mega Powers have been formed. And for those who missed last week's edition of The Grenade, go back and listen as we covered the first week of October of 1987 WWF TV, and that included the October 3rd edition of Saturday Night's Main Event, which indeed featured the mania meeting the madness as we witnessed the formation of the Mega Powers. And as we move on here into the month of October, we have plenty more to discuss here today. But first, just a quick reminder, you can listen to the Wrestling Memory Grenade and our sister shows like Monday Warfare, The Battles Within, it's Raw vs. Nitro, as we break down the weekly episodic story that was the Monday Night War currently in the month of August in 1986 over there on Monday Warfare. You can also listen to the Regional Wrestling Podcast, where we talk the territories, currently working on a couple of projects on Regional Wrestling with guest co-hosts Jamie Ward and Roman Gomez as we covered Georgia in 1981, as well as the Mid-South Territory, the UWF, in 1986, respectively there with Jamie and Roman. And you can listen to those shows and more, all part of the WrestleCopia Podcast Network located over at WrestleCopia.com. That's WrestleCopia.com and anywhere your podcast streaming needs are met, from Apple to Spotify, Google and beyond. You can also follow me on social media, guys. You can follow me on Twitter at Wrestling Grenade. That's at R-A-S-S-L-I-N Grenade. Also, follow and like me, Facebook.com slash Wrestling Grenade. Follow me on social media for all the latest goings on at the WrestleCopia Podcast Network. And I'm also constantly adding old school video clips and pictures from throughout wrestling history. And be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel. You can find me there at YouTube.com slash Wrestling Grenade. Over 500 videos now up on YouTube and counting, so subscribe today. And last but certainly not least, if you guys really appreciate everything I do here at WrestleCopia, whether you listen to the Monday Warfare Show, Regional Wrestling, the Wrestling Memory Grenade, or all of the above, and I've got some other things in the works as well, but I'll keep them under wraps for now. But if you guys love everything I do here, all of the hard work, the time, the effort that goes into everything I do, whether it's the producing, the editing, the research, the hosting of the shows, now would be a great time for you to become a WrestleCopia patron. And you can find me there at patreon.com slash WrestleCopia. That address again, patreon.com slash WrestleCopia. Multiple tiers to choose from. Just asking you guys to give it a try at that $5 all-access tier. Get you all of my insanely detailed show notes, pages upon pages 
of show notes for every episode of the Grenade, Monday Warfare, and the Regional Wrestling Podcast. You'll also get early access to many of the podcasts here on WrestleCopia. You can listen days and sometimes as much as a week earlier than the rest of the listeners. Plus remastered versions of the earliest episodes of the Grenade covering the 1989 NWA project. Includes enhanced sound quality and new content and conversations. They were originally edited out of the initial broadcast due to time restraints, now edited back into the shows, guys. But that's not all. You also get digital downloads for your viewing and reading pleasure, and of course, our Patreon-exclusive watch-along series, covering many past WWF and WCW pay-per-views, Coliseum videos, Clash of the Champions, Saturday Night's Main events, and so much more. You get all of that for the low, low price of just $5. No subscription, cancel anytime. Show your support. Give it a try for a month. I think you like the content we offer. And every penny of it goes right back here into paying the bills to help keep the WrestleCopia Podcast Network up and running for the months and the years to come. And now with all of that out of the way, time to jump into October news here. In 1987 in the World Wrestling Federation, as time grows closer, we'll look at that ongoing situation that is the Survivor Series versus Starcade. Yes, long before the Monday Night War, Vince McMahon was playing chess in that business world of professional wrestling. DeMeltz even pointing out that the WWF taking shots at the NWA by naming Ted DiBiase's bodyguard Virgil, as in Virgil Runnels, a.k.a. Dusted Rhodes, baby. Also now calling Hulk Hogan and the Macho Man the Mega Powers, according to Meltzer, supposedly a play on the superpowers that was Dusty Rhodes and Nikita Koloff over in the NWA. Eh, I like to think that one's not true. And I'll have a little fun piece on that Survivor Series versus Starcade at the beginning of our Survivor Series 87 edition of The Grenade in just a few weeks' time. We're going to break down some of the nonsense that was the WWF versus the NWA pay-per-view war here. So stay tuned for that, guys. But right now, we're going to take a look at some recent WWF news, including wrestling in the mainstream as apparently Rowdy Roddy Piper has acquired the lead role in a new movie upcoming called Hell Comes to Frogtown for New World Pictures. Of course, Hot Rod's film, They Live, fairly successful. Now he's on to Hell Comes to Frogtown. We'll just have to wait and see how that one does. Speaking of movies, The Princess Bride, released on September 25th, opening to excellent reviews. Many of the critics stating that Andre the Giant, who was in The Princess Bride, was wonderful lovable, and a natural comedian. Who knew? Could you picture Andre doing stand-up? Or even better, a sitcom? Big show, eat your heart out. And sifting through The Observer, DeMeltzer says that the Piledriver album didn't even crack the top 200 on the charts, which even Meltz says is surprising based on the advertising involved. However, just a couple weeks later, it's stated that Piledriver had been anywhere from number 93 all the way down to 128 on the Billboard charts. Clearly, wrestling was booming, the Piledriver album reaching 93 on the Billboards. If even for a day, unbelievable. And now we're going to take a look at some comings and goings, some injuries, and even more here in the news. Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase going to blow out his right knee upcoming on October 22nd during a matchup against Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Thanks, Brutai in Indianapolis, Indiana. Now, Ted going to undergo that orthoscopic knee surgery, as many have in the past. DiBiase's scheduled for that on October the 30th. Now, DeMeltz speculates that since matches with Hulk Hogan are planned in November, DiBiase will likely return early from that surgery. 
And in fact, DiBiase will be out of action from October the 23rd through November the 8th and replaced on those cards by his bodyguard, Virgil. DiBiase is going to act as the corner man for most of those matches. It's also been reported that Greg the Hammer Valentine is leaving the WWF, heading down to Jim Crockett Promotions. There's reportedly an NWA startup date planned for December 1st for Greg Valentine. The Hammer has been expressing his unhappiness here with his current situation in the WWF as part of the new Dream Team and has made it clear he wants to go back to a singles competitor. And I've heard in the past that Ric Flair pushed hard for his good buddy Greg Valentine to return to the NWA, Rick even wanting to somehow work Valentine into the Four Horsemen. And it's reported that the Hammer, he received very similar money offers from both Vince McMahon as well as Jim Crockett. And while Greg would likely be pushed harder down there in the NWA, the WWF probably offers more upside in general. So we'll just have to wait and see how this one plays out over the next couple of months. Also headed in, former AWA world champion Nick Bockwinkle going to come in as a road agent. And from there, let's go back to the September 12th Boston Garden Show. Remember the singles matchup involving Hercules taking on the British Bulldogs' Davy Boy Smith? We talked about it a few weeks ago here on The Grenade. Well, apparently Davy Boy Smith suffered a shoulder separation during that matchup with Hercules, and Smith was out from September 13th, but he'll be back here by October the 3rd. And speaking of returns, the Dynamite Kid will be back on the road after a couple months off trying to rehab that back. Dynamite's return date, October the 5th which means the British Bulldogs will return full force on October 5th in Lincoln, Nebraska. Can't wait for that. Also, Jake the Snake Roberts slated to return from his suspension as part of the October 27th Superstars TV taping, so we'll see the Snake Man back in the ring on TV just in time for the Survivor Series. Another name headed in here to the World Wrestling Federation, Boris Zukov, going to be part of a brand new tag team, along with partner Nikolai Volkov as the Bolsheviks. Now, it's also reported that Sheik Adnan LKC, the future General Adnan, looking for work here when Boris made the jump from the AWA. Sheik Adnan looking to make the jump maybe alongside Boris, but I think Vince McMahon has enough managers at this point. Wrong place, wrong time. So Adnan, he's going to have to wait a few more years for that gig. Should also note that enhancement talent Brady Boone going to be out for a few shows here in October, and during that time, he'll be replaced by Spike Huber in the old Dick the Bruiser WWA area. Should also mention, I, I saw this in the Observer, that apparently dangerous Danny Davis going to suffer a knee injury sometime around October of 87, though no time missed, not at least until December. So Danny Davis, he will miss some shows upcoming near the end of the year, but nothing here in October nor November, so not sure how serious this knee injury was. And last but not least in the comings and goings, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat was reportedly set to return to full-time competition, but he was pulled off the shows once again. No news on why yet, but the steamer will work a handful of matches in October and November and will return to semi-regular action in December. But we're not done yet. Here and there, even more news. Going to talk a little Saturday night's main event fallout from the October 3rd edition. The formation of the Mega Powers saw a 9.9 rating and a 28 share. That 9.9 represents that nearly 10% of all TVs in America were watching this program. Now the 28 share, even bigger here, that means that 28% of the TVs that were actually turned on at the time this show aired were watching 
Saturday night's main event. Essentially, nearly one out of every three households tuned in to witness the mania meet the madness. Think about that, guys. 28% of Americans watching TV were watching Saturday night's main event. And as I went through the October and early November editions of the Wrestling Observer preparing myself for this episode of The Grenade, DeMelt's really showing his passive aggressiveness and downright rudeness in points in The Observer as October gets going here with excerpts like The Killer Z's and referring to Superstar Graham as Billy Grandpa. That's how you treat your friends, Dave? Really? Dave also said that the Piledriver album wasn't released, it escaped. How original. And the Hart Foundation apparently have their quote-unquote Larry Zabisco working shoes on, implying that the Hearts have been lazy on recent house shows. Now, are you ready for the kicker to all of this, guys? Meltzer wrote all of that in the matter of just two paragraphs. Same edition of The Observer. All of that. Unbiased journalism, Dave? Now, why does the Meltz never bring this stuff up when he's judging people today? Also, according to the Meltz, it appears that the Royal Rumble was a royal mess. Yes, guys, the prototype 12-man Royal Rumble match upcoming in St. Louis didn't really draw very well. We'll talk a little bit more about that when we get to the results portion, but apparently only drew 1,976 fans down there in St. Louis. And Meltzer kind of blaming the, the match prototype of the Royal Rumble here, but no offense, Dave, but names like Junkyard Dog and the One Man Gang were on the top of the bill for that show. That may have had something to do with the 2000 fan draw. But in a bit of good news, the WWF has reportedly decided it's pointless to continue the Ken Patera-Bobby Heenan feud. So after Kenny returns from arm injury and works the Survivor Series, he'll be paired in a tag team with Billy Jack Haynes. So they're finally giving up on the six months of letdowns that was Patera versus the Heenan family. There's also apparently talk of drug testing going weekly but what are they exactly checking for? That's what I want to know. Also, Titan Sports preparing for their very first European tour. I use air quotes around tour there, guys, as they're heading over to Europe for a couple of shows on October the 23rd and October the 24th in Paris, France, and Milan, Italy. And we'll discuss those shows later here on today's program. It's also reported that Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert is once again scheduled for a meeting with Vince McMahon. This time, he's going to be representing himself, along with Missy Hyatt, Sting, and Terry Taylor. According to Dave Meltzer, Sting is the name that Titan covets the most at this time. And I get that. Could you imagine they already have the Warrior, and now they bring Sting over as well? Now, I actually recently sent Missy Hyatt a message regarding this supposed planned meeting. She's usually good about getting back to me answering my questions, so I'll have to wait and see if she has anything more on this. If so, I'll share it here on a future episode of The Grenade. Did this meeting even take place? And if so, how did it go? Now, we know none of the guys come over, but very curious to hear Missy's side if she has anything to add. It's also reported that the WWF will be dropping from a three shows a day to a two shows per day house show schedule, at least on the weekdays. Could mean less work for the preliminary guys. And it took a few months, but... I think it's safe to say he ain't coming back. We learned that Titan Sports is now suing Tom Zink, the future Z-Man, for $100,000 for breach of contract. Think you'll just walk away from me, pal? And lastly, here in the news department, save the best for last, guys, the one-man gang attacked by a fan. You heard me right. The 6-foot, 10-inch, 500-pound, 
one-man gang attacked by a fan on the upcoming October 28th Wrestling Challenge tapings. During a dark match, the gang scheduled to take on Hulk Hogan for the World Wrestling Federation title. But this was no ordinary fan, guys. This fan's name was Joe Dugisto. I believe I pronounced that right. A.K.A. the Rochester Roadblock, or just Roadblock, an old after magazine darling of the turn of the 80s into the early 90s, later worked for WCW in the late 90s. We were about to see One Man Gang take on Hulk Hogan when Roadblock, a monster in size himself, hits the ring, hoping this somehow gets him noticed to get a job with the WWF. Boy, was he wrong. He shoots on the gang using his amateur background and reportedly was able to take the gang down to the mat when from behind, gang's manager, the Doctor of Style Slick, begins beating the living shit out of the Roadblock's head with his cane, which Block has said in recent years he didn't really feel at the time due to the adrenaline rush that was going on during this altercation. But Block said Slick eventually grabbed him by his hair, kind of pulling Block off of the one-man gang. But Roadblock wasn't in there to hurt anybody. He wasn't looking to start anything. That's what he says. So he says he sort of just pushed Slick away, but by that point, the one-man gang back up on his feet, and Roadblock wasn't sure what was going to happen next. Now, luckily for everyone involved, security is what happened next. And Roadblock arrested and taken off to jail. But what a way to break into the business. Hey, I want a job at the WWF, so I'm going to jump the rail and attack the one-man gang. That'll get you over. Now, Roadblock, believe it or not, he got a couple of tryouts in future years with the WWF. But he blames this incident from keeping him from being hired. But that's it for the news here in October. Of course, Survivor Series right around the corner. Lots more news coming in the month of November. So right now we're going to head over to October results. Going to take a look at all of the house show results here for the month of October 1987 in the WWF. Wait, I lied. We're not going to look at all of the results, but most of the results. And I invite you all to scroll along with me. And you can do so by heading over to the history of WWE.com. I want to thank Graham Cawthon and of course, Richard Land for upkeeping that website. Now I get my results from various sources, including my own that I've been collecting for over the past 35 years. But this is easily the best place to go, the history of WWE.com. Click on that 1987 year in the World Wrestling Federation and scroll along with me. We're not going to cover every house show result, but we're going to cover the majority. And we kick it all off with the beginning of the month. Of course, October the 1st, Salt Lake City, Utah at the Salt Palace. See Siviafi over Terry Gibbs. Outlaw Ron Bass defeats Scott Casey. It's Hercules over Hillbilly Jim. Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase pinning Outback Jack. Ugh. Also, Tag Team Champion Heart Foundation over the team of, nope, Jimmy Powers out of action here. Instead of the Young Stallions, it's the Hearts over Paul Roma and Steve Gatorwolf. You guys know how I feel about Gatorwolf, but what an odd replacement. But they are near the West Coast. Gatorwolf all over that southwestern area of the United States. Also on the card in Salt Lake City, it's Women's Champion Sherry over Velvet McIntyre. McIntyre reportedly subbing for Fabulous Moolah. I'm not complaining. Then from there, a pair of fun ones, Macho Man Randy Savage over the King Harley Race and Hacksaw Jim Duggan pinning Intercontinental Champion the Honky Tonk Man in a non-title matchup. And the action continues on the WWF in Hartford, Connecticut, October the 2nd. It's Dan Spivey now back from his injury, pinning Special Delivery Jones, Spivey now working as a heel. Jerry Allen defeating Shadow number two, Natural Butch Reed pinning Superstar Billy Graham, ravishing Rick Rude over Outback Jack by submission. Could you believe Rick Rude picked Outback Jack up for that backbreaker? 
I'm not buying it. I wonder what the finish was to that matchup. Also, it's Strike Force over the Islanders. Bam Bam Bigelow pinning Sika, the Wild Samoan. Brady Boone over Jose Estrada, now also back in the company. And WWF champion Hulk Hogan defeating Killer Khan. As we move on to Omaha, Nebraska, at the Civic Auditorium also on October the 2nd, 2,480 fans out to see Sam Houston over Barry Horowitz. David San Martino still here, picking up a win over Shadow Number 1. It's Macho Man Savage pinning the King Harley race. Dingo Warrior over Terry Gibbs. George the Animal Steel defeats Dangerous Danny Davis in a Lumberjack match. Ladies champion Sherry over Velvet McIntyre. Tag team champions Heart Foundation once again over Paul Roma and Sam Houston, this time subbing for the injured Jimmy Powers. And in the main event, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff battling King Kong Bundy to a double countout. As we roll on down to Dallas, it's Von Eric country, guys. The convention center in Dallas, Texas, October the 3rd, in front of 2,777 fans. It's Sam Houston over Horowitz. Boris Zukov pinning David Sammartino. You heard me right, Boris Zukov here in the WWF. Also, women's champion Sherry, once again over Velvet McIntyre. It's world champion Hulk Hogan pinning the King Harley race. Ravishing Rick Rude over Coco Beware. George Steele defeats Dangerous Danny Davis. The Dingo Warrior pins Shadow number one. Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff defeating King Kong Bundy in an old-fashioned whipping match. Listen to this. In this matchup, Bobby Heenan handcuffed to the Dingo Warrior for the duration of the bout. You can only imagine what Bobby would have had to say about that one. And in the final match on the card, it's the Killer Bees defeating tag team champion Hart Foundation on a disqualification. Then from there, we go on to Denver, Colorado, and the McNichols Arena, also October the 3rd, just 1,200 fans. And listen to this right out of the gate. Coco Beware, the Mighty Hercules, George Steele, Rick Rude, and Ron Bass, all no-shows because their plane was delayed heading into Denver. So if the card wasn't bad enough to where it only drew 1,200 fans, five of the names on the card not even able to appear, which leads to Crippler Rip Oliver. Subbing in here, it's Rip Oliver defeating Siviafi in the opener. Also, Davy Boy Smith back in action, battling Dino Bravo to a time limit draw. Hacksaw Jim Duggan over Killer Khan. It's Brutus Beefcake pinning Greg the Hammer Valentine. And both men going to wind up working double duty here tonight uh, with so many no-shows. But Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase pinning the Junkyard Dog. Now, prior to this matchup, DiBiase gave JYD $500 to take the night off, which JYD gladly accepted only to give the money to the fans at ringside instead. And then the dog stepping in the ring, but losing the matchup here to the Million Dollar Man. Also on the card, it's Demolition over Jimmy Powers and Leaping Lanny Poffo. So was Powers actually injured here? Because we see him in a matchup. Now it's he not teaming with partner Paul Roma. Really odd things going on with those young stallions. Also on the card, I told you they'd do double duty. Greg the Hammer Valentine back in the ring for the second time scoring a win over Scott Casey, and in the main event, substituting for Jake Roberts, it's Brutus the Barber Beefcake pinning Intercontinental Champion Honky Tonk Man in a non-title match. And as we go on, we're a little light on sound bites here this week, guys, and I apologize. I'll take a little blame for that. Not complete blame, because there really just wasn't a whole lot here for the month of October, but I've just got a lot of things going on behind the scenes, away from wrestling, away from podcasting, a lot of personal things going on that requires a lot of my time and attention right now. And it's disabled me from spending all of the time that I like to have sorting and searching for localized sound bites that I've been doing all year here in 1987 in the WWF. This week, 
just a little light here for the month of October, though there really wasn't a whole lot to begin with, but I did grab a ton here from the Boston Garden. You guys will be happy to know. And that's where we head next to the Boston Garden, Boston, Massachusetts, October the 3rd, 8,500 fans televised on the New England Sports Network, including Gorilla Monsoon and the Duke of Dorchester, Pete Doherty on commentary on this show. And some of the match is going to see Jerry Allen over the Duke of Dorchester on a disqualification for the opener, allowing Duke to head backstage, get showered and changed. He's going to return to do commentary for the remainder of the card, including Dan Spivey pinning Special Delivery Jones with a hangman's neckbreaker. For those of you who haven't seen Dan Spivey do the heel gimmick here in the WWF, there are a few matches out there. This is one of them. Then from there... The feud's been going on now for weeks between the superstar Billy Graham and the natural Butch Reed, and right now we're going to hear a couple of promos from both men. All right, Boston Garden, Saturday night, October 3rd, next Saturday night, one week away, fantastic card, Pam Pam Bigelow to meet Wild Samoan Sika. Great World Wrestling Federation action back at the Boston Garden next weekend. Macho man Randy Savage, a man that's experiencing so many changes right now in his life. Macho Man next Saturday to go against the mighty Hercules from the Bobby Heenan family. Strike Force, Tito Santana, Rick Martell to meet the Islanders. And the list goes on and on and on. Morocco and Orton collide head on. Oh, I've got to welcome this man back to Boston. In the Garden next Saturday, superstar, you're going to be returning a little reciprocity, if you will, when you meet the natural butchery. That's right. This is my town, brother, Beantown, the North End, you understand? These are the people who stood by superstar Billy Graham when I was slain, when I was cut down, laid out on the operating table, facing disaster. These are the people who supported me the most. The Boston people are my people, brother. I'm coming back to your town for one reason, to bring some violence. I'm coming back to bring some mayhem. I'm coming back to hurt somebody. I'm coming back to bring the superstar bill hug back where it belongs, you understand? The dude tried to cut me down. The man tried to give me a low blow. The man gave me an attack when I wasn't looking. But I survived it. Did and you ever? I survived it, brother. And you were the, you were the orator. You were the narrator. You were the commentator. You were there, brother. You saw it. You witnessed it. Superstar Billy Graham rose up to live and fight another day. And I'm coming, brother. I'm coming down heavy. Take, take, take the word wrestling down of the marquee and put up street fight. Because that's what the dude is, that's what the dude is going to be in for. He's going to be in for kicking, pushing, biting, and clawing. Superstar right. coming down. I got to tell you, Causeway Street is going to be rocking next Saturday night. Superstar meets the natural Butch Reed in the Boston Garden. All right, the Boston Garden next Saturday night, October the 3rd, 8 o'clock, Tremendous World Wrestling Federation card. Standing by, the natural Butch Reed. I'm going to be talking to him about his match next Saturday night when he meets superstar Billy Graham here in Boston. This is the superstar's turf. I guarantee you that. Boston Garden, get your tickets in advance from top to bottom. A great card you will not want to miss. All right, ladies and gentlemen, check out this amazing physical specimen from Kansas City. He is the natural Butch Reed. Now, the big upcoming card here in town. You, Butch Reed, are going to be facing superstar Billy Graham. I don't think anybody can forget what happened not that long ago right here. I want him. Everybody knows what happened. Everybody knows that I'm the man, the natural man, that put Billy, fallen star Graham to shame. Right in front of thousands of people. Yes, 
I did it. And yes, I'm going to put him to shame in another way, in a way that he'll remember, in a way that he'll be able to understand. You understand? And that's by going upside that old bald head of yours. Because you see, I'm sick and tired of you coming around here trying to take my life. I got other things to do besides wasting my time on a nothing having broke down fool, chump like you. So whatever it happens, Graham, and it's going to happen, boy, you can put your mind on it. You can bet your last dollar on it that you and me are going to hook up like two bulls in the woods. We're going to lock horns. Wait a minute now, Butch Reed. I'm going to interrupt. You're talking about superstar Billy Graham. That's who right. Who's a former heavyweight champion of the world. Hey, you just said it just right. A former heavyweight champion of the world. And now you're looking at the new breed. And I'll say it. And I'll say it again. We're going to lock horns, Graham. And somebody's horns going to get broke. And I don't plan on being mine, you understand? Because the natural man is strong. I'm ready. I got the best body. I got the best ability. I got the best help, and I am the man, and I'm coming to take you out, my man, somewhere. All right, I thank you. The natural Butch Reed, he is gearing up for his upcoming meeting here in town with superstar Billy Graham. Oh, what a shootout it's going to be. All right, Boston, get ready. Tonight, 8 o'clock start, Boston Garden. Tremendous World Wrestling Federation card. Bam Bam Bigelow to meet Sika. Savage and Hercules tonight to tangle here in Beantown. Strike force going against the Islanders and a host of other great matches. I am not going to hesitate to get this man out here because certainly the superstar has got something to prove to himself and to you, the great fans of Boston. And maybe first and foremost, to the natural Butch Reed, superstar tonight. The one they're talking about, not only here in Boston, but all over the wrestling world. You as a former heavyweight champ, now a feud going on between you and Butch Reed. That's right. Now, you know, lean gene, brother, there has been threats and counter threats. There has been accusations and counter accusations to man telling everybody I'm going back to the wheelchair. I'm going back to the operating room, you understand? Now there is a bitter, bitter feud going on here, brother. There is bad blood. There's bad blood running through the veins, you understand? I got to do my thing. I got to defend my character. I got to defend my dignity. These are my people. This is my town. These people have supported Superstar Billy Graham through the years, man. And I'm not going to let you down because Superstar Billy Graham is here to stay. I made the comeback. You were on the mountain when I climbed it, brother. I have survived it, and I'm going to survive the natural butch read with the help of the people in Boston, Massachusetts. All right, I thank you, Superstar Billy Graham. By the way, Boston... The tie-dye is back, and tonight he'll make his return to the Boston Garden, a place that has become a second home for him. Superstar Billy Graham tonight to meet the natural Butch Reed, a big one for you. Superstar, and stay tuned, Boston. We're going to be right back after this. All right, tonight is the night. Get ready. We're going to be back in the Boston Garden tonight, 8 o'clock. Box office open right now for one sensational World Wrestling Federation card. It is the talk of the town, the talk of New England. Hercules from the Bobby Heenan family tonight to meet Macho Man Randy Savage. Savage, strangely enough, enjoying tremendous popularity here in the Boston area. Morocco and Orton, they were tag team partners. You fans here in this area certainly know these two men very well. Tonight, as enemies, they will meet in the ring. The magnificent Morocco and ace cowboy Bob Orton. Nikolai Volkov to meet Outback Jack from Humpty Doo in the Northern Territories of Australia. 
and a host of other great superstars all here in Boston tonight at the Boston Garden 8 o'clock start. Come on in, natural Butch Reed, managed by the Doctor of Style Slick. Tonight, Butch Reed, superstar Billy Graham for you in what has become an all-out war. That's right. That's the way I want it. Because let me tell you something, man. I've been hollering around and raving about superstar Billy Graham. Well, let me commend the man, you understand? Former world's heavyweight champion. I admire that. The best that has ever been at one time in his life. But now, that life of yours is over, Graham. You don't seem to understand, boy. It's a new breed. It's a new breed walking around the world today. And I happen to be the member of the top of my class of the new breed, baby. Take a look. You know I got the best arms. You know I got the best body. I got the best wrestling ability. And I'm fixing to take you out, sucker, because you are in my way. You like crapping my style. You know, Butch Reed, if I could just interject here, think of the adversity that superstar Billy Graham fought back from, that, that very serious hip injury. Sure, that's a very miraculous recovery. They took his old hip out, put in a new one, but you know what's going to happen now? I'm fixing to take that one out. I'm going below the belt in Boston Gardens. I'm going to try to kick it and kick it and kick it until it turns upside down. I don't care how it goes, because Billy Graham, I got something for you, boy. Besides this advice that I've been talking to you about, I got a wheelchair for you. If I don't do you, back to the dressing room in a two-wheel Cadillac. Get ready. All Boston. right, tonight is tonight, ladies and gentlemen, the superstar to meet the National Butch Reed, Boston Garden. All right, there you hear it. They've been back and forth on TV in recent weeks. We saw the pose down. Now we get the matchup, and it is the natural with Slick in his corner pinning. Superstar Billy Graham using his feet on the ropes for leverage. Graham knocking Slickster off the apron. But the distraction allowed Reed to roll Graham up and put his feet on the ropes to steal the win. And every time you hear this finish throughout the month of October, picture this matchup and this outcome because it happens every time. Also here in the Boston Garden, The Rock Don Morocco pinning former partner Cowboy Bob Orton, reversing Orton's roll-up to get the win. Brady Boone here. Pinning Jose Estrada by reversing a backdrop attempt into a roll-up himself. Lots of roll-ups here in the Boston Garden. Bam Bam Bigelow with Oliver Humperdeek in his corner. Pinning Sika, the Wild Samoan, with that slingshot splash after Sika had missed that charge into the corner. Really fun big man match. If you guys can find this one, I encourage you to go out and watch it. Also on the card, Nikolai Volkov with Slick in his corner, scoring a win over Outback Jack. And as we prepare for our next matchup, the Mighty Hercules scheduled to take on this man, the Macho Man, Randy Savage. Oh, yeah. All right, Bostonians are going to like this one. Boston Garden, we're back Saturday night, October the 3rd. 8 o'clock starts, sensational card. A man that, well, actually he's been operating out of no man's land over the past few months, Macho Man Randy Savage, from the Bobby Heenan family here at the Boston Garden, October the 3rd, Saturday night. 
the mighty Hercules. Oh, yeah, I'm talking, yeah, Boston Gardens. And I remember it well, historical, yeah. For the Boston Celtics, but also for the macho man Randy Savage. Elizabeth realizes it, yeah, because uh, a victory celebration at a party one time, yeah, when I took the Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship belt a long time ago, and now October the 3rd in Boston, yeah, in Boston, 28 days before Halloween. Yeah, uh -huh. I, I never thought of that. That's no, a good thought. 28 you days. you haven't thought of that, and you haven't thought of what I'm thinking right now, have you? What are you thinking right now? To Hercules? To Hercules, yeah! You gotta be kidding me. Not that. No problem, baby. Yeah, come after my reputation. I'm gonna deliver a secret to you on October the 3rd. Uh-huh, yeah! I've heard of doing some crazy things with chains, but Macho Man, that's ridiculous. Stay tuned. We're right back. All right, box office open right now for the big one. Tonight, the Boston Garden, 8 o'clock starts. Oh, what a phenomenal car, ladies and gentlemen, throughout New England. Macho Man Randy Savage tonight at the Boston Garden. You're going to be facing Bobby Heenan family member, the mighty Hercules from Tampa, Florida, in town for a match tonight with you. Yeah, and I'm talking Boston Gardens, the place with all the history, the good history and the bad history, yeah. But competitive spirit, yeah. And I, the macho man Randy Savage with a competitive spirit, I'm going to go after you, Hercules, yeah. Because you're not going to make your manager, Bobby Heenan, happy overtaking the macho man Randy Savage. Did I say that right there? Yeah. I think you said it. And we're talking, yeah. When is it? Tonight? Tonight, 8 o'clock. Tonight, tonight, and I am ready, yeah. You know, one thing, Macho Man, that I've noticed it was pointed out to me by Elizabeth that you've acquired somehow over the past two or three months, and I can't believe it, you've acquired, I don't know, what would you call it, spunk. That's it right there, you got it. Yeah, I am more spunky, yeah, lately, yeah, spunky lately versus, yeah, different people, and I got that spunky-type momentum, and it's going to be spunky versus Hercules in the Boston Garden. Big elbow, yeah! All right, tonight he is ready, he is charged up, he is spunky, so to speak. Savage beating Hercules tonight at 8 o'clock in the Boston Garden. All right, a couple of promos there from the Macho Man as he heads down that aisle to the Boston Garden. Randy Savage pinning the mighty Hercules in just 7 minutes and 25 seconds. And then we close out this show here. The feud rages on between the Islanders and now Strikeforce, Tito Santana and Rick Martell. And right now we're going to go to promos from both sides. We're done with. The tag team belts are next. No one's going to stop us. You, it's time for them to pay the price, baby. All right, well, you know the odds, Rick Martell. You better than anyone know the odds that you've had to face in the past. Now, Monday night, it's going to be strictly two on two, I hope. Yes, I love those odds, Gene. Two against two, man. I'm not so sure the Islanders are going to love those odds because now we're ready. We're fired up for you, and this Monday night is coming down to it, and you're going to pay for all you did to me. And now, with my partner, Tito, we're going to go there, and you're going to feel the force of the strike right here in Madison Square Garden. We're all fired up for you, and we're going to be all over you, and not even Heenan will be able to save you. What a shootout it should be uh, when these two no, men... Rick Martell and Tito Santana, Strike Force, meets the auditors in the Garden, 7.30 p.m. Don't you dare miss it. You know, this past week I had an opportunity to talk to my very dear, close, personal friend out on Cape Cod, Mr. Joe Kusick. By the way, he mentioned to me he's been seeing a lot of the million-dollar man in and around Hyannisport in a Rolls-Royce, no less. 
What, what would you expect from a man with his financial means? Anyway, Joe concurs with me that this is going to be one of the great cards that fans of the Boston area are going to have an opportunity to see at the Boston Garden Saturday night, October the 3rd, with an 8 o'clock start. Get your tickets in advance. On this great card, superstar Billy Graham to meet the natural Butch Reed. No love lost between those two men. Bam Bam Bigelow, he is a red-hot commodity in the World Wrestling Federation. Bam Bam to meet the wild Samoan Sika. Macho Man Randy Savage, who has apparently turned over a new leaf. The Macho Man going against the Heenan family member Hercules. Also, Don Morocco goes against Ace Cowboy Bob Orton. But, gentlemen, I could hardly wait to talk to you. Haku and Tama from the beautiful South Pacific, managed by Bobby DeBrain Heenan, by the way, coincidentally managed by Bobby DeBrain Heenan. Apparently, Heenan has been making a lot of promises to you and your partner, Haku, but Strike Force may have something to say about your pending success. You mean you can't see me, Jin? All the promises? Because he trusts us. What we did for the X Can Am or whatever. One is quit. And now there is a new one. Strike forth. Ha 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 ha. Ricky Martel, do you think you're gonna scare us with Tito Santana? Huh? It's just another taco face. Let me tell you something. That's not just another body to beat on. For my partner and myself to keep on beating on and beating all the teams until they quit on us. <laughs> Tell them, brother. Tell oh, them. I want to talk to you, Tommy. You know, the odds are going to be a little bit different. I didn't particularly care for your two-on-one situation. Now it's two-on-two, Rick Martel and Tito Santana. Two-on-two, just like Haku said. Do you really think, Rick Martel, that you're going to scare us by bringing that dumb taco face, that low-life Chico Santana? Let me tell you something, Chico Santana. You stuck your nose in the wrong business, the Islanders business and the Heenan family business. Let me tell you something, brother. You're going to go down. Strike force. We're going to strike you with a one, two, three on the mat. <laughs> All right. Very good, gentlemen. We'll find out. I don't think you're looking at a, a rocking chair number here. I think it's going to be a very tough match. By the way, just out of curiosity, have any idea where I can pick up some puka shells? Apparently not. I thought there was some kind of a... A sale going on here. Boston Garden, get ready. Saturday night, October the 3rd, the World Wrestling Federation returns to Causeway Street. Get your tickets in advance. Don't you dare miss it. All right, and there you hear it. The time for talking is done. We head to the ring, and it is Haku and Tama, the Islanders, defeating Strike Force 10 minutes and 45 seconds when Haku, the illegal Islander, pinned Tito with a diving headbutt as Santana had the figure four applied on partner Tama. So the Islanders stealing one there over the strike force. Hopefully we see a rematch down the line. And then here we go. We talked about this in the news department. St. Louis, Missouri in the Keel Auditorium, October the 4th, in front of just 1,976 fans. We're going to see the prototype match for the Royal Rumble. But first, we're going to look at the undercard, which sees Nikolai Volkov pinning Hillbilly Jim, Don Morocco over former partner Bob Orton once again. It's the one-man gang pinning Junkyard Dog in just about four minutes. Davy Boy Smith teaming with Billy Jack Haynes. This was originally supposed to be the return of Dynamite Kid, but Dynamite doesn't return till the next night. So it's Davy Boy and Billy Jack Haynes scoring a win over Demolition on a disqualification. Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff over Ravishing Rick Rude on a countout. And Billy Jack Haynes playing double duty, subbing twice here tonight, first for Dynamite Kid and now for Ricky Steamboat. Now, this was supposed to be Jake the Snake Roberts, but he was subbed out for Ricky Steamboat who in turn is subbed out for Billy Jack Haynes. 
Talk about working your way down the card as Billy Jack Haynes still manages to defeat his opponent, King Kong Bundy, on a countout. Then from there, ladies champion Sherry over Velvet McIntyre. And in the main event, the one-man gang wins the very first ever 12-man, you heard me right, 12-man Royal Rumble when both he and the Junkyard Dog went over the top rope at the same time. But Gang was declared as hitting the floor just a moment after JYD. So JYD, the final man to be eliminated, and the Gang picking up the win. Now, the pre-match stipulation to this Royal Rumble stated that the winner would earn a world title shot. Does that sound familiar? But not at WrestleMania, but rather at the next show here in St. Louis on November the 7th. However, the one-man gang's title shot was announced during intermission here, which obviously upset the fans. So the winner of the Rumble was going to wrestle Hulk Hogan for the title next month here in St. Louis. However, before the match happened during intermission, they already announced that the winner, I guess, is the one-man gang. Go figure. Then from there, we move on to Fort Wayne, Indiana, and the Allen County War Memorial Coliseum, October the 4th. I found this to be a unique match, so I wanted to touch on it here. Bam Bam Bigelow over the King Harley Race in an old-fashioned whipping match with Bobby Heenan handcuffed to George Steele at ringside there in Fort Wayne. As we roll on to Bismarck, North Dakota Civic Center, October the 4th as well, the debut of the WWF in Bismarck. How about that? Going to see C.V. Afi over Crippler Rip Oliver, Boris Zukov pinning the Alaskan, that's Rick Rinslow, Coco Beware over Danny Davis, the new Dream Team defeating the team of Paul Roma and Scott Casey, now subbing for Jimmy Powers. Valentine going to pick up the win there over Casey. It's also Hacksaw Jim Duggan pinning the Mighty Hercules, Tag Champ Heart Foundation over the Killer Bees, and in the main event, Butch Reed stealing the win once again from Superstar Graham with his feet on the ropes as we head off to Platterville, Wisconsin. And the, or is that Platteville? I do apologize to those in Wisconsin. The Platteville Fieldhouse on October the 5th. Rip Oliver over Siviafi, Women's Champion Sherry over Velvet McIntyre. It's the new Dream Team defeating the team of Paul Roma and Special Delivery Jones. Well, at least it's a familiar partner for Roma. They had a bunch of matches teaming up over there in Australia on one of those previous tours from the World Wrestling Federation. Nevertheless, it's the new Dream Team over SD Jones and Roma here in Platteville. Also on the card, Coco Beware over Danny Davis. Bob Orton pinning Sam Houston. Houston subbing for Don Morocco. So Orton doing the job every night to Don Morocco. Houston, a newcomer to the company. Bob Orton on his way out. Orton still pinning Sam Houston here. Kind of lets you know the pecking order for poor Sam Houston in the WWF. And in the final match of the night, it's the Hart Foundation Tag Team Champions over the Killer Bees. As we roll on to Lincoln, Nebraska and the Pershing Auditorium, October the 5th, in front of 2,231 fans, David Sammartino over Shadow Number 1. It's Dingo Warrior over Terry Gibbs, and this is actually the final night that he is known as the Dingo Warrior. The next time we hear from him, he'll have a different name. Wait and see. Also here in Lincoln, it's Boris Zukov over Scott Casey. The British Bulldogs now back as the Dynamite Kid, and it's good to see the Bulldogs back together, defeating Demolition on a disqualification. Nikolai Volkov over Hillbilly Jim, ravishing Rick Rude, pinning Billy Jack Haynes, and the natural Butchreed once again stealing a win over the superstar Billy Graham as we roll on to October the 6th at the Mecca in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, a WWF Superstars of Wrestling taping. And some of the matches on the show, listen to this one. It's Sam Houston pinning Dangerous Danny Davis, but the match was so bad, it was later redone to where we see Sam Houston once again pinning Dangerous Danny Davis. But the second match was so bad, it was later redone a third time 
and you wonder why these guys didn't get pushed. We'll get to the outcome of that one as the show goes on here. Also here in a dark match, the Killer Bees over Rip Oliver and Barry Horowitz. As part of an episode of International Wrestling Challenge, Sam Houston defeating Terry Gibbs with a bulldog in seven minutes. Also on that same episode of International Wrestling Challenge, heel Dan Spivey over leaping Lanny Poffo with that hangman's neckbreaker. Match only goes about three minutes and 16 seconds. Now, I actually have both the Houston and Spivey matches on video. Uh, look forward to that Spivey match. I'm going to try to get that uploaded to YouTube, if the copyright gods permit. Also here as part of this Superstars taping, going to air October 22nd on primetime, the Young Stallions back together, Roma and Powers defeating Iron Mike Sharp and Dave Wagner. Also to air as part of that October 22nd primetime, Tito Santana with Rick Martel in his corner here, battling Haku with both Bobby Heenan and Tama in his corner. It's Tito Santana and Haku going to a double disqualification in about seven minutes when both, you guessed it, Martel and Tama getting involved in the matchup there. Wild brawl between the two tag teams leading to a double DQ. But that's not all. A third matchup scheduled to air from this taping on primetime, October the 22nd. It's Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff with manager Oliver Humperdinck defeating the mighty Hercules with Bobby Heenan in his corner. Orndorff over Herc by disqualification in about six and a half minutes when Rick Rude comes out to interfere, preventing Orndorff from pinning the mighty Hercules after the pile driver. Now, after the bout, Rude going to attack Orndorff and throw him out to the floor. Rude going to do himself a little posing in the ring before Orndorff runs him off with Humperdinck's scepter. So the feud between Mr. Wonderful and Rick Rude still hot and heavy here. Lots of matches taped here at this edition of Superstars for other episodes of TV, including Wrestling Spotlight for October the 24th. Going to see the TV debut of Boris Zukov, as it's the Bolsheviks here. Nikolai Volkov, Boris Zukov with their new manager, Slick. Remember, Slick already managing Nikolai Volkov, so Boris just gets slid right in there, essentially replacing the spot that used to be the Iron Sheet. And it's the Bolsheviks here going over on Lance Allen and Sonny Rogers. Also taped on Superstars, a matchup for All-American October the 25th. Well, actually, no match at all. It's actually a segment involving the million-dollar man Ted DiBiase offering $500 to a young boy named Sean. You may remember this, guys, to bounce a ball 15 times in a row. And just as Sean bounced it 14 times, DiBiase going to kick that ball away. Can't wait till we get to that TV, guys. Sorry, Sean, you didn't get the job done. I've got lots to say about that segment when we get to that edition of The Grenade in just a couple weeks' time. But uh, we continue to look on here. October the 17th, Superstars taped her back on the 6th. The 17th edition going to feature the announcement that George the Animal Steel was scheduled to wrestle the show, but was too upset about what happened to Miss Elizabeth at Saturday night's main event. So George Steele, he couldn't give it a go here on TV. And remember, I, I, I mentioned it at the beginning of this taping, Danny Davis and Sam Houston wrestling twice, both matches so bad it had to be done a third time just to squeak it in by the October 31st edition of Superstars. And at the end of the day, it is Sam Houston going over on dangerous Danny Davis. As we continue on, Green Bay, Wisconsin, Veterans Memorial Arena, October the 7th, a wrestling challenge taping now. Going to see the heel Dan Spivey over C.V. Afi. Also taped for All-American October the 25th. Six-man tag team action. <laughs> Listen to this team. Ken Patera back, along with Billy Jack Haynes and the Rock Don Morocco, defeating the team of the Islanders and Cowboy Bob Orton. Morocco pinning Orton there. Also, for primetime November the 12th, we're going to see Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase pin 
the junkyard dog. It was dog out on the apron. DiBiase going to try to scoop slam JYD back in over the top, back to the ring, but can't hold him up there. Dog falling on top with the momentum somehow carrying DiBiase over. and got to hook those tights for leverage. Ted DiBiase stealing the win there from his good buddy, JYD. Also dark matches on this wrestling challenge taping. Going to see WWF champion Hulk Hogan defeat the one-man gang. And the Strike Force taking on the Islanders. No results there. As we roll on to Duluth, Minnesota, in the Duluth Arena, October the 8th, Siviafi teaming with Brady Boone over the Shadows. It's Dan Spivey over SD Jones. Women's champion Sherry defeating Princess Jasmine, who is now a substitute for Velvet McIntyre. Also on the card, Coco Beware over the one man gang on a count out. So, gang doing matches with Hogan for the title on most house shows, but here tonight losing to Coco Beware. At least it was on a countout. Also, Killer Khan over the Junkyard Dog and Intercontinental Champion Honky Talk Man defeating the Macho Man Randy Savage on a disqualification. As we head down to Houston, Texas in the Sam Houston Coliseum, October the 9th, 3,738 fans. These matches televised with Bruce Pritchard, Mike McGurk, and Pete Doherty on commentary. Ugh, it's these tapings. On the card, it's Sam Houston over Barry Horowitz with the Bulldog. Bam Bam Bigelow, Humperdinck in his corner. Bammer scoring a win over Nikolai Volkov with that slingshot splash. Mercifully short, three minutes and 35 seconds there. Bammer over Volkov. Also, Boris Zukov picking up a win here over SD Jones with a headbutt to the chest. Million-dollar man Ted DiBiase, Virgil in his corner, defeating world champion Hulk Hogan on a countout after Virgil shoved the champion into the ring post at ringside costing the Hulkster the match, unable to get back into the ring on the count of 10. Now, after the bout, Bruce Pritchard interviewing Hulk Hogan, where Hogan said that he wanted DiBiase back in the ring again, no matter what it takes, whatever the stipulation may be, and the only way DiBiase would be able to get the title would be to pin the Hulkster. Very important for upcoming TV. Later in the show, Pritchard also interviewing DiBiase, who said, he is the uncrowned WWF champion after beating Hogan here tonight, and then he also wanted Hogan Back in the ring as well. As the show rolls on here in Houston, it's IC champion Hockey Tonk Man with Jimmy Hart in his corner pinning Hillbilly Jim with a roll-up and a hook of the overalls. Now, after the bout, Hillbilly double-teamed by Honky Tonk and Jimmy Hart until Macho Man Randy Savage out to make the save when Honky was about to bash Hillbilly over the head with the guitar. Bruce Pitcher then interviewing the Macho Man here who says he wants Honky in the ring, whatever it takes as well for that IC title or not. Savage just wants his hands on Honky Tonk Man after what he did at Saturday night's main event. Then later in the show, Pritchard also talking to Honky Tonk Man and manager Jimmy Hart, where it's announced that the matchup has been signed for the next card here in Houston, November the 6th. It's Honky Tonk Man taking on the Macho Man, Randy Savage. Also on the card here at the Coliseum, Brutus Beefcake pinning former partner Greg the Hammer Valentine. Valentine landing that back suplex, but Beefcake getting his shoulder up before the three, enabling himself to get the win. Then from there, Macho Man Randy Savage Elizabeth in his corner, pinning the evil Mongolian Killer Khan with Mr. Fuji. Match only goes four minutes and 40 seconds. Savage going to block the spewing of the green mist, rubbing it into the killer's face, and then rolling him up to get the win. And to close out the fun night of action, it's Demolition Axe and Smash with Mr. Fuji defeating Jumping Jim Brunzel and B. Brian Blair, the Killer Bees, in a best two out of three falls matchup. The demo's getting the win, two falls to one. The entire match goes about 18 minutes here. Fall number one, going to see Axe pinning Brian Blair in about nine minutes. Blair coming off the top rope, looked like for a splash, Axe getting his knees up, 
and securing that win. Then from there, it's jumping Jim Brunzel, evening the odds, pinning Smash after that patented Brunzel dropkick. And then the final fall, Demolition Smash pinning Jim Brunzel after Axe clotheslining Brunzel, using Fuji's cane to do so outside on the apron. Fun matchup, guys. But the action goes on here in October, October the 9th, also in Springfield, Illinois, at the Prairie Capital Convention Center. David San Martino over Tiger Chung Lee. Dan Spivey over Outback Jack. The Rock Don Morocco pinning Cowboy Bob Orton. It's King Kong Bundy over George the Animal Steel on a countout. The Shadows taking on the team of Siviafi and Danny Cox. Cox here subbing for the injured Brady Boone. And I'm assuming the Shadows went over, but I have no idea. Also on the card, it was Coco Beware taking on the one-man gang. Then from there, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff defeating the King Harley Race in an old-fashioned whipping match. Of course, George Steele handcuffed to Bobby Heenan at ringside in that one. Then it's off to the East Coast, Utica, New York, Memorial Auditorium, October the 9th, to see Leaping Lanny Poffo over Iron Mike Sharp, the ultimate warrior. Now here in the WWF, pinning Jose Estrada. It's natural butch read against stealing another win over Superstar Graham. Hacksaw Jim Duggan over the Wild Samoan Sika. Billy Jack Haynes over Dangerous Danny Davis on a countout. Women's Tag Team Champions. Back here after a few-month hiatus, talking about Judy Martin and Leilani Kai, defeating the team of Velvet McIntyre and Olympia Hartower, I believe is how it's pronounced. She's actually the original Corporal Kelly on the old Glow show. She leaves Glow in 1987 and does some work here with the WWF on the house show circuit. So Olympia not to be confused with the second Corporal Kelly on Glow. And then the final match of the night here in Utica, it's the British Bulldogs, Davey Boy and Dynamite over the team of Dino Bravo and Luscious Johnny V. So already some dissension there, if you will, in that new dream team. As we go on to Providence, Rhode Island and the Civic Center, October the 10th, the Ultimate Warrior over Jose Estrada, Lanny Pafo pins Mike Sharp, King Harley Race over Paul Orndorff on a countout, it's Rick Rude over Billy Jack Haynes. Women's Tag Team Champions Leilani Kai, Judy Martin over Velvet McIntyre, and Olympia Hartower yet again. Then from there, Hacksaw Jim Duggan pins Samoan Sika and the British Bulldogs over the new Dream Team, Greg Valentine, Dino Bravo, but it doesn't end there. Listen to this one. Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase pinning George the Animal Steel. Man, DiBiase not really handed the best of opponents here. Let's see what you can do with this, pal. Ha <laughs> ha! George Steele, Outback Jack, even JYD here in 1987. But DiBiase making the best of it. As we go on to Chicago, Illinois, and the Rosemont Horizon, also October the 10th, in front of 14,686 fans. And you guys know who they came out to see. But on the undercard, it's David San Martino over Tiger Chung Lee, the one-man gang pinning Coco Beware, the way it should be, Macho Man Randy Savage over the Mighty Hercules, it's Demolition defeating the Killer Bees, I see champion Honky Tonk Man over Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Good to see you back, Rick. And Spike Huber subbing for Brady Boone here. It's Spike Huber teaming with Special Delivery Jones, and they get the win over the Shadows, writing on the wall there for the Shadows. Dan Spivey also pins Outback Jack, and in the main event, 14,000 fans, yep, out to see WWF champion Hulk Hogan pin Killer Khan. But we're not done yet for October the 10th. Also, the WWF in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania at the Spectrum. 4,500 fans here, also televised on the PRISM Network, going to include Dick Graham and Craig DeGeorge on commentary to see Sam Houston over Barry Horowitz, Brutus Beefcake 
Defeating dangerous Danny Davis, it's natural Butch Reed pinning superstar Billy Graham with his feet on the ropes. Cowboy Bob Orton over C.V. Afi with a pump splash, that Vader bomb, if you will, off the middle turnbuckle. Again, Afi subbing for Don Morocco. So Morocco missing a few dates here. Also on the card, Nikolai Volkov with partner Boris in his corner. Nikolai pinning Jimmy Powers here with a gorilla press into the backbreaker. And then just equally impressive, if that's what you want to call it, Boris Zukov now with Nikolai in his corner. It's Boris pinning Hillbilly Jim. What a match. It's Nikolai Volkov tripping Jim up from the outside, allowing Boris to steal the win there. Then from there, it's Bam Bam Bigelow taking on and pinning King Kong Bundy with a big splash. Bundy had missed his big splash first, and then Bigelow capitalizing with one of his own. So Bigelow pinning Bundy there in Philly. Now also on the card, Jerry Allen over Frenchie Martin scores that win with a reverse crossbody. And then the final match of the night, it's the Islanders over Strikeforce. Haku once again pinning Tito Santana with that diving headbutt while Santana had Tama applied in that figure four leg lock. And then from there, we head up north, October the 11th, Maple Leaf Gardens, Toronto, Ontario, Canada, a matinee show. Going to see 6,549 fans attend, featuring Gorilla Monsoon and various people on commentary alongside Gorilla here, including Slick, Oliver Humperdink, Billy Red Lions, and luscious Johnny V. All out to see Paul Roma over Jose Estrada, Sam Houston, pin Barry Horowitz. It's natural Butch Reed again, feet on the ropes over superstar Graham. King Kong Bundy pins C.V. Afi with that avalanche in the corner. Then from there, Hacksaw Jim Duggan over Johnny K-9. K-9 subbing for Killer Khan. Duggan picking up the quick win there with the three-point stance into the clothesline. Match goes only two minutes and 42 seconds. Now, this has become a monthly deal. Every month, it feels like they keep booking Killer Khan, announcing him for these Maple Leaf Garden shows, and he has missed every single one. So you have to imagine there's some sort of a visa problem there. Not really sure what the deal is or why they continue to announce Killer Khan for these shows. They've been doing the same thing with Ken Patera as well, who can't cross the border because of, well, you know. Also here in Toronto, outlaw Ron Bass is out. Subbing for him here is Boris Zukov. Zukov slick in his corner, pinning Hillbilly Jim once again with a running knee to the back of Jim after Hillbilly distracted from Slickster on the outside. You know, it was fun here watching Hillbilly walk to the ring. Rather than Don't Go Messing With The Country Boy, he comes out to his brand new song on the Piledriver album, Waking Up Alone. Very slow country ballad, if you will. And it's definitely not theme music by any stretch of the imagination. Also on the card, good to see him back, the Rock Don Morocco over Kim Chi, likely Steve Lombardi with the tombstone. That's Kim Chi's final appearance in the WWF until 1992. Also on the card, the new dream team with Luscious Johnny V battling the British Bulldogs to a double DQ, and Bobby Heenan Bart from ringside for the main event, guys, as ravishing Rick Rude takes on Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff, but in Bobby's place... Andre the Giant going to act as the corner man here, which allows Rick Rude to pin Mr. Wonderful after Andre pulled the middle rope down, causing Orndorff to fall out to the floor, take a bump outside, where Andre then lays in the headbutt on Mr. Wonderful before rolling him back in the ring and Rick Rude stealing the win. Also, October the 11th, Springfield, Massachusetts at the Civic Center. 2,429 fans going to see the ultimate warrior pin George Scullin son of Arnold Scullin. It's ladies tag team champions Judy Martin, Leilani Kai, the Glamour Girls, over Velvet McIntyre and Olympia Hardtower. Also Tito Santana pinning Islander Tama 
It's Haku over Rick Martel after interference from Tama. Then George the Animal Steel defeating Danny Davis on a countout. Sika scoring a rare pinfall win here, this time over leaping Lanny Poffo. Billy Jack Haynes battling Hercules to a draw. Haven't seen those two go at it in quite a while. And in the final match of the night, Bam Bam Bigelow over the King. Harley Race as we go on to Springfield, Missouri and the Hammonds Student Center. October the 11th, Mike McGurk, the ring announcer for this show. Going to see midget tag team action. Karate Chris Dubie and Little Gomez over the team of Lord Littlebrook and Little Tokyo. The Shadows over Spike Huber and S.D. Jones. Again, Huber subbing for Brady Boone there. It's David San Martino defeating Tiger Chung Lee. Dan Spivey over Outback Jack. Demolition with Mr. Fuji defeating the Killer Bees. Coco Beware over the Red Demon. Likely Jose Luis Rivera, I'm assuming. Not really sure, but Coco over the Demon, who is subbing for Cowboy Bob Orton. Then from there, it's Intercontinental Champion Honky Tonk Man with Jimmy Hart over Brutus the Barber Beefcake. And in the main event, ooh, this is fun, Macho Man Randy Savage with the lovely Elizabeth. It's Macho Man over the One Man Gang. As we head off to Pittsfield, Massachusetts and the Boys Club on October the 12th in front of 1,000 fans. Going to see Jerry Allen over Terry Gibbs, Ladies Champion Glamour Girls over Velvet McIntyre and Olympia Hart Tower. Paul Roma defeating Shadow Number 1. It's Nikolai Volkov pinning Special Delivery Jones. George the Animal Steel over Danny Davis on a countout. And the natural Butch Reed in the headliner stealing that pinfall win yet again over the superstar Billy Graham. Then from there, New Haven, Connecticut at the Coliseum. Also October the 12th, 3,400 fans. Going to see Lanny Poffo over Jose Estrada. The New Dream Team defeating the Rougeau brothers. And we know the new Dream Team not going to be around much longer. So what does that say for the Rougeaus doing the job here? Also, IC champion hockey talk man pinning the Rock Don Morocco. I think that's Morocco's first loss since turning babyface. Also, Steve Lombardi pins Outback Jack. I'd say the writing's on the wall there for old Outback. Also, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff defeating King Kong Bundy on a countout. It's the mighty Hercules pinning Hillbilly Jim. Iron Mike Sharp over C.V. Afi. And Hercules winning a battle royal at the end of the night, last eliminating Don Morocco. Well, they could have gave Morocco the win there, let him save a little face, but Hercules picking up the win instead. Either way, you can't really go wrong. Both guys deserving of a, a win there to close out the night. And we go from New Haven to Lock Haven. That's Lock Haven, Pennsylvania, the Thomas Fieldhouse. October the 14th to see Jerry Allen over Terry Gibbs, the Glamour Girls over Velvet McIntyre and Olympia Hardtower. Nikolai Volkov pinning Special Delivery Jones. It's Natural Butch Reed. Once again, feet on the ropes over Superstar Graham. You got to start wondering, what's going on here? Some shenanigans with the referee missing that feet on the ropes every single night? But Butch Reed continues to defeat Graham each and every night here on the house shows. Also, as part of this Lock Haven show, it's George Steele over Danny Davis on a countout. And the Young Stallions, Jim Powers and Paul Roma, defeating Barry Horowitz and Steve Lombardi. Closing out the show. So Reed and Graham headlining here again. And uh, by looking at the undercard, I have to wonder what the draw here was at the Thomas Fieldhouse. But I guess we'll never know as we roll on to Johnstown, Pennsylvania and the Cambria County War Memorial Arena on October the 15th. Sees Jerry Allen over Terry Gibbs, S.D. Jones pinning Steve Lombardi, George Steele again over Danny Davis on a countout, Hacksaw Duggan pinning Nikolai Volkov. Ladies champion, the Glamour Girls over McIntyre and Hart Tower once more. It's the Young Stallions defeating the Shadows. And in the main event, you guessed it, guys. Natural Butch Reed stealing the win 
over Superstar Graham. As we head down south to the Sun Dome in Tampa, Florida, October the 15th, Dan Spivey over David Sammartino. That could have been interesting. Also, Frenchie Martin over Scott Casey. Billy Jack Haynes defeating Crippler Rip Oliver. A couple of friends there going at it. One Man Gang over Coco Beware. It's Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff pinning the Mighty Hercules. Ladies Champion Sherry over Debbie Combs now here in the company. And Strike Force as well here, this time getting a win over the Islanders in a two out of three falls match. And in the final match of the night, Macho Man Randy Savage pinning the King Harley Race. And we don't stay down south too long because it's back up to Buffalo, New York and the Memorial Auditorium also October the 15th. Just some of the matches featured here on the card, Brutus Beefcake over Sika. And believe it or not, Sika gets the sleeper hold. He's put to sleep and Brutai getting a hold of that afro, cutting a few locks off of the hair of the Wild Simone. Would have liked to have seen that. Also in Buffalo, Tag Team Champion Heart Foundation over the Rujos. It's IC Champion Honky Tonk Man over the Junkyard Dog and Heavyweight Champion Hulk Hogan pinning Killer Khan here in a Mongolian stretcher match following five consecutive leg drops. Hogan avoiding the green mist of Khan, throwing Mr. Fuji's salt into the eyes of Khan, dropping not one, not two, not three, not even four, but five Hulk Hogan leg drops before sending Khan out on the stretcher. Talk about finalizing a feud. Then from there, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Civic Arena, October the 16th, 8,978 fans going to see Steve Lombardi over Jerry Allen, George Steele defeating Cowboy Bob Orton on a countout, Special Delivery Jones over Terry Gibbs, King Harley Race pinning the Junkyard Dog in a WrestleMania 3 rematch of sorts. It's IC Champion Hockey Tonk Man over Ricky the Dragon Steamboat using the Dragon's tights for leverage there. Hockey Tonk Man picking up the win. Demolition defeating the Rougeau Brothers. Ladies Champion Sherry over Debbie Combs. Ken Patera back in the ring once more, defeating King Kong Bundy on a countout. And WWF Champion Hulk Hogan pins the one-man gang in 11 and a half minutes. As we move on to the world's most famous arena, Madison Square Garden, New York City, New York. October the 16th, 19,700 fans for a sellout here at MSG, televised on that Madison Square Garden network featuring Gorilla Monsoon and Nick Bockwinkle on commentary. How about that? As Outback Jack pinning Jose Estrada in the opener with a power slam, Bobby Heenan actually the commentator for the opening match, but then from there, he introduces the world to Nick Bockwinkle, who will replace Heenan on commentary for the duration of the show, which will see the Killer Bees defeat the team of the new Dream Team. Ivan Putzky over Iron Mike Sharp with the Polish Hammer, ravishing Rick Rude with Bobby Heenan in his corner, defeating Mr. Wonderful, Paul Orndorff, Oliver Humperdinck out there as well. It's Rude over Orndorff on a countout after Heenan hit Orndorff with a chair while Orndorff was trying to climb back in the ring from the outside. Now, prior to the bout, Orndorff did win a pre-match pose down, however, loses the match here on a countout thanks to former manager Bobby Heenan. Also on the card, The Rock Don Morocco pinning the Wild Samoan Sika with Mr. Fuji. Love the finish here. Love it when Koloff does it. Love it when Morocco does it. Love it when Murdoch does it. It's Morocco climbing to the top rope and driving Sika down, riding him down to the mat with his knee into the back of the Samoan's head and the Rock picking up a big win. But the show continues on. Lots more action to be had here at MSG. Macho Man Randy Savage with the lovely Miss Elizabeth pinning Killer Khan with Fuji in his corner. Savage going to land that flying elbow off the top rope after blocking Khan's green mist, rubbing it into the face of the Mongolian, slamming him down to the mat, 
and dropping the big elbow. Randy Savage, definitive pin on Killer Khan. Then from there, we've seen it all month long. Butch Reed stealing win after win from Superstar Graham. But ah, the tables have turned, darkness. It's Superstar Billy Graham defeating the natural Butch Reed in a steel cage match here. Graham, of course, escaping through the door. Did you really think he was going to try to climb the cage with that bad hip? Reed had actually pulled out a pair of brass knuckles, but Graham intercepted, clocking Reed with the knuckles instead, and Graham able to escape through the door and finally pick up a big win over the natural Butch Reed inside the steel cage. Now, also on the card, it was Billy Jack Haynes pinning Nikolai Volkov and Strikeforce defeating the Islanders in a two-out-of-three-fall matchup that went, jeez, man, God, it had to have been something like 25 minutes. Fall number one, going to see Haku pin Tito Santana after the Islanders land their stereo diving headbutts. Then from there, fall number two, Tito Santana pinning Tama. Tama had executed an inside cradle on top of Tito, but Martel getting sick of the Islanders double teaming comes in and turns the hold over. Tito stealing the win there for the strike force for fall number two. And then, of course, fall number three, the last and deciding fall, Rick Martel pinning Tama with a roll up after Tama colliding with partner Haku on the ring apron. Fun sellout card there at Madison Square Garden, but we continue on the WWF in Toledo, Ohio at the Sports Arena, October the 17th, 2,899 fans. It's Demolition over the Killer Bees, Rock Don Morocco pinning Cowboy Bob Orton, Strike Force over the Islanders, Natural Butch Reed back to pinning Superstar Graham, Brutus the Barber Beefcake over the King Harley Race, Bam Bam Bigelow in the main event pinning the One Man Gang. And then we go over to Erie, Pennsylvania really quickly here at the Civic Center, also October the 17th. It draws 6,199 fans here in Erie, all for this main event match. And I just wanted to touch on this real quick because we're going to see Hogan wind up working this character a couple of times on uh, nationally televised TV here fairly soon. And it's WWF champion Hulk Hogan showing up here in Erie, going to draw just about 6,000 fans, though I don't know that the Erie Civic Center is going to hold a lot more than that. But it's Hogan over King Kong Bundy. In 7 minutes and 45 seconds. As we go on to Landover, Maryland and the old Cap Center. October the 18th, 11,079 fans to see the Rock Don Morocco over the Mighty Hercules. The new Dream Team defeat the Rougeau Brothers. It's Intercontinental Champion Hockey Tonk Man over the Junkyard Dog. The British Bulldogs taking on Tag Team Champion Heart Foundation. And it is the Bulldogs over the Hearts by DQ after Bret Hart hitting Dynamite with Jimmy Hart's megaphone. Dynamite was in the middle of pinning Jim Neidhart for the Bulldogs to regain those titles, but the Hitman doing whatever it took, including blatant interference with a foreign object to allow the Hearts to retain the titles there in Landover. Also on the card, Butch Reed once again over the superstar Billy Graham. And in the main event, who drew those 11,000 fans? Well, you guessed it. WWF champion Hulk Hogan defeating the one-man gang on a countout. It's stated that Slick was the guest ring announcer for the bout. Who booked that? Don't get me wrong. I'd love to see it, but who booked it? Did the real ring announcer have an emergency? Not really sure what happened there, but Hulkster over the gang on a countout, so you have to wonder if they're going to bring this match back next time here in Landover. As we go on, West Coast time, guys. Los Angeles, California in the sports arena. 5,000 fans here on October the 18th to see Rip Oliver over Scott Casey. It's Billy Jack Haynes defeating Boris Zukov, the ultimate warrior over Steve Lombardi. George Steele battling Danny Davis to a double DQ. Million Dollar Man pinning Brutus the Barber Beefcake. 
It's the Islanders over Strike Force. Bam Bam Bigelow again pinning King Kong Bundy. And in the main event, Macho Man Randy Savage over the King Harley Race. Sounds like a fun show there in Los Angeles as well. But the action never stops. The WWF off to Muskegon, Michigan, and the Walker Arena on October the 19th. 3,829 fans to see Lanny Poffo over Barry Horowitz. Sam Houston defeat Terry Gibbs. Don Morocco down Cowboy Bob Orton. It's Demolition again over the Killer Bees. Rick Rude pinning Coco Beware. Jim Duggan over Nikolai Volkov. And in the main event, Ken Patera defeat the Mighty Hercules. 4,000 fans, not a bad draw for a card like that. As we go on to Portland, Oregon, Don Owen country and the Memorial Coliseum, October the 19th, 4,388 fans going to see Ultimate Warrior over Steve Lombardi. Danny Davis finally get a win over George Steele, albeit on a disqualification. It's Boris Zukov pinning Scott Casey. Bam Bam Bigelow once again pinning King Kong Bundy. Billy Jack Haynes over Buddy Rip Oliver. Million Dollar Man defeating Brutus the Barber Beefcake after Beefer being tripped up by Virgil on the outside. And it looks like Brutus got a little revenge after the match, not cutting the Million Dollar Man's hair, but it stated that Beefer cutting some of the referee's hair instead. Also on the card, Macho Man over King Harley Race and the Islanders defeating Strike Force. As we roll on to Lebanon, Pennsylvania and the Hoskule, my best Jim Ross impersonation there, October the 20th, Jerry Allen over George Scotland, Dan Spivey defeating Brady Boone, Raymond Rougeau, Pins Steve Blackman. You heard me right. That Steve Blackman. All the way back here in 1987. They're in Lebanon, Pennsylvania. Very close to Blackman's home. I'm sure he showed up at the show and brought his gear. As any good up-and-comer would. Greg Valentine, apparently a no-show here. So it's Steve Blackman filling in in his, I guess you would call it his WWF debut. All the way back in 1987. And it's Ray Rougeau pinning Steve Blackman. As if there was a doubt. Also on the card, Jacques Rougeau over Dino Bravo. Hacksaw Jim Duggan defeating the outlaw Ron Bass. The British Bulldogs also in action, defeating the tag team champion Hart Foundation on a disqualification. Now, there's no results, but back-to-back nights here featuring matches for the WWF in Dayton, Ohio at the Hera Arena on October 20th, as well as St. Joseph, Missouri and the Civic Center the following night on October the 21st. I don't have results, but some interesting matches, specifically the main event, on those cards, it's Demolition, I'm assuming, over the Killer Bees. Don Morocco, again, assuming over Cowboy Bob Orton. Ken Patera taking on Hercules. But this is the one that intrigued me the most, guys. In the main event on both of those nights, Macho Man Randy Savage going up against Ravishing Rick Rude. As we go on, Indianapolis, Indiana, the Market Square Arena, October the 22nd, Ultimate Warrior over Lombardi once more. Coco Beware defeating Cowboy Bob Orton. It's the British Bulldogs defeating Demolition, one of the demo's early losses in the company. George the Animal Steel battling Danny Davis to a double DQ. Brutus the Barber Beefcake over the million-dollar man Ted DiBiase. You heard me right. I believe it was by pinfall here, and that's because we talked about this in the news department. This is the match where DiBiase blows out his knee during the action here against Brutai. So Beefcake going to score the win. Now, I'm assuming it doesn't say by pinfall, but... I don't see any other results here, so we have to assume maybe Beefer got the win with the 1-2-3. Now, it could very well have been DiBiase taking a count out, Virgil interference. Many of things could have happened here. Maybe they just called the match when DiBiase wasn't able to go, but they didn't really do that a whole lot back then, did they? Beefer over Ted DiBiase and what is essentially Teddy's, uh, well, I would can't call it his first loss because the holster made sure to get that one in, brother. Also on the card here in Indianapolis, Strike Force over the Islanders and the Macho Man, 
defeating the mighty Hercules as we go on to Augusta, Georgia at the Civic Center, October the 23rd. Women's champion, the Glamour Girls, Leilani Kai, Judy Martin over Debbie Combs and Olympia Hartower. It's Dan Spivey defeating Brady Boone. The Ultimate Warrior continuing to beat Steve Lombardi. Tag Team Champion Heart Foundation over the Killer Bees. King Kong Bundy pinning Ken Patera. Wow, that about sums it up, doesn't it, guys? Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff also scoring a win here tonight over Ravishing Rick Rude. If that was a pinfall, I believe that would be the first time Orndorff goes over on Rick Rude that way. But prior to the matchup, they also did the pose down contest. Once again, Orndorff going over thanks to the fans' judgment. And in the final match of the night, DiBiase now out with that knee injury. We were just going to get our very first, I think it's our first, Randy Savage Million Dollar Man match. But instead, DiBiase out. Virgil subbing instead. It's the Macho Man pinning the bodyguard Virgil following the diving elbow drop. To close out the show there in Augusta as we go on to Pontiac, Michigan and the Silverdome. We're returning to the site of WrestleMania 3. 93,000 fans? Hardly. It's reportedly 6,625 fans, no doubt closing off the majority of that stadium for this show as the WWF having issues with some of the other local arenas. So we're back to the Silverdome, and this isn't quite the WrestleMania 3 card, but let's see what happens here. As it's Lanny Poffo over Barry Horowitz, Coco Beware defeating Cowboy Bob Orton, Butch Reed pinning Superstar Graham, IC Champion Honky Tonk Man over Brutus Beefcake, it's the British Bulldogs defeating Demolition on a DQ. Demos caught using Mr. Fuji's cane in that one. Also on the card, The Rock Don Morocco pinning the Mighty Hercules. Outlaw Ron Bass over Hillbilly Jim. Really? This is what you bring after WrestleMania 3? And in the main event, what they all came to see, the WWF champion Hulk Hogan pinning Killer Khan. And we go on. It's the two-night, quote-unquote, European tour here. Is the WWF off to Paris, France, and Milan, Italy. And it all starts October the 23rd in front of 12,000 fans, a sellout crowd in Paris at the Bercy Stadium. This was televised locally on the Canal Plus channel featuring Guy, or is that why? I'm not really sure. I don't really know French very well. Guy Hooray is the best way I can pronounce it here. And Frenchie Martin on commentary to see Special Delivery Jones score a win over Sika. To my surprise with the sunset flip, Jones coming out to the pile driver theme music here. Also in Paris, ladies champion Sensational Sherry over Velvet McIntyre, Hacksaw Jim Duggan pinning, ready for this, the Iron Sheik. Sheiky Baby brought back just for this two nights in Europe tour, and it's Jim Duggan pinning Iron Sheik, RIP, with that three-point stance into the running clothesline. Also on the card, this is interesting, King Harley Race defeating the Junkyard Dog on a disqualification when guest referee Andre the Giant, who booked that? A Heenan family member refereeing a match involving a Heenan family member? But yes, Andre here in his native France, stomping down the dog, kicking him out of the ring, and awarding the match to Harley Race after JYD repeatedly used the headbutt maneuver, which Andre continued to warn him not to use. Somebody needs to give Andre the WWF handbook. Somebody needs to give me a copy of the WWF handbook. Also here in Paris, midget action, Cowboy Lang over Lord Littlebrook. Lang out to crank it up. So the young stallion's not the only ones to steal Jimmy Hart's theme. Also, it's Outback Jack defeating Nikolai Volkov after the aid of one hacksaw Jim Duggan. Now, prior to the matchup, reunited were Nikolai and the Iron Sheik here. Sheiky escorting Nikolai to ringside, but Duggan running him off. And then it's Duggan having a little play into the finish here, allowing Outback Jack 
to pick up the win. And then the main event of the night, well, we are in Paris, and they do speak French. It's the fabulous Rougeau brothers defeating the new Dream Team. Match goes about 23 minutes before Raymond Rougeau pinning Greg Valentine with a sunset flip as Valentine was trying to lock in the figure four on brother Jacques. And then we move on to the following night, October the 24th, 8,500 fans for Milan, Italy, televised on Italia One. See special delivery Jones again over Sika. Sherry defeating Velvet McIntyre. This time, it's JYD pinning the King Harley race. No Andre this time since we're not in France, so the dog picking up the win there. Also, Hacksaw Jim Duggan again pinning the Iron Sheik. It's the Rougeos over the new Dream Team. Outback Jack scoring another win over Nikolai, once again with a little help from Jim Duggan on the outside. So apparently the WWF was running four troops during this little mini European quote-unquote tour. So an A, B, C, and D group here for just a couple of days in the month of October. How about that? Now they are running a little light. We see Iron Sheik brought back and a few other things going on. But some pretty fun shows for WWF's first outing over there in Europe. As we head back to the States, no, we're going to Canada, Winnipeg, Manitoba, and the Winnipeg Arena, October the 24th for a matinee show in front of 7,683 fans. Sam Houston over Barry Horowitz. Lanny Poffo defeating Buddy Lane. It's Canadian Buddy Lane. Coco Beware over the Outlaw Ron Bass on a countout. Ken Patera defeating Outlaw Ron Bass. Wait, is this a typo? I, I see back-to-back Ken Patera matches here. And he is in Canada. So he's finally made it across the border, at least into Winnipeg. Can't seem to get into Ontario just yet. But I see Kim Patera here over Ron Bass, but also Kim Patera over Boris Zukov. Zukov is sub for Hercules. And it does make sense that Patera would take on Hercules, a member of the Heenan family. But Ron Bass, I don't know. Was Patera subbing for someone here? And again, a lot of light work. Remember, this is October 24th, so they are over in Milan, Italy as well. So it makes sense that we see guys like Kim Patera having to do double duty, like Buddy Lane appearing on a show here in Winnipeg as well. Also on the card, it's the British Bulldogs over Demolition on a disqualification. Brutus Beefcake defeating Bodyguard Virgil with a sleeper hold. Of course, Virgil subbing for the Million Dollar Man. And in the main event here in the Winnipeg Arena, Hulk Hogan returning to AWA country, if you will, to pin the one-man gang. Also October the 24th in Cornwall, Ontario at the Civic Complex. It sees the Young Stallions over the Shadows. And the Shadow's going to finish up here in Cornwall, Ontario. Their final night as a tag team. Moondog Rex going to be gone from the company. And Jose Luis Rivera going to be repackaged very soon as a conquistador. Also here in Cornwall, it's Don Morocco over Cowboy Bob Orton. Killer Khan defeating Hillbilly Jim. Natural Butchery continues to steal those wins over Superstar Graham. And a couple other matches as well I don't have the results for. So we go on. We're going to see a double shot here. No results, but the matchups are here. Fun card is the WWF heading down to the Omni in Atlanta, Georgia on October the 24th for a matinee show in front of 1,924 fans. Also later that day to the Ohio Center in Columbus, Ohio for the same card on October 24th. So wait a minute. They got matinee shows, evening shows. They're over in Italy. The WWF essentially doing something like six shows here today on October the 24th. Unbelievable, Vince. It's going to be the ladies' tag team champion Glamour Girls over Velvet McIntyre and Olympia Hardtower. Ultimate Warrior defeating Steve Lombardi. Danny Spivey scoring a win over Brady Boone. Also on the card, tag team champion Heart Foundation over the Killer Bees. 
There's also matches involving Bam Bam Bigelow taking on King Kong Bundy, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff against Ravishing Rick Rude, and in the main event, IC champion Honky Tonk Man build to go against the Macho Man Randy Savage. Now, I don't have results for those matchups, but a fun card here down in Atlanta and up to Columbus. And it's kind of fun as I do the regional wrestling show with Jamie Ward doing Georgia 81. Two of the main cities right now in the Georgia Championship Wrestling Territory, of course, Atlanta and the Omni, but also Columbus, Ohio. As we go on to Montreal, Quebec, and the Forum on October the 25th, 14,000 fans for a matinee show featuring the Ultimate Warrior pinning Danny Spivey in 10 minutes' time. Warrior versus Dan Spivey. I want to see that one. Also on the card, Jimmy Powers over Shadow Number 2. Paul Roma defeating Shadow Number 1, so I lied. Moondog Rex here yet another day, and the Young Stallions clearly have the number of the Shadows. Also on the card, Rock Don Morocco over Bob Orton, Killer Khan pinning Hillbilly Jim. It's the Bulldogs over Demolition on a DQ once again. Natural Butch Reed stealing that win over Superstar Graham. If he didn't, I don't know what to think at this point. And in the main event, Bam Bam Bigelow going to team with Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff, both managed by Oliver Humperdinck, but I don't see his name here. Doesn't mean he wasn't involved, but I don't see Oliver's name. But it's Bigelow and Orndorff defeating the duo of Ravishing Rick Rude and King Kong Bundy, accompanied to the ring by Andre the Giant. So Andre goes from Paris to Montreal. Well, both French-speaking countries anyway. But it's the baby faces going over the Heenan family. Match goes reportedly 24 minutes, and the Bammer scoring the win there on Bundy with the big splash. Kind of odd to do a forum show without the Rougeos or Dino Bravo, but it is what it is. As we go on to Ottawa, Ontario, and the Civic Center, October the 25th, again, Paul Roma over the Shadow 1, Jimmy Powers defeating Shadow number 2, Hillbilly Jim over Cowboy Bob Orton, Ultimate Warrior scoring another win over Dan Spivey. It's the Rock Down Morocco defeating Killer Khan by a countout. Rick Rude over Mr. Wonderful. The Bulldogs defeating Demolition by DQ once more. Butch Reed pinning Superstar Graham. And Bam Bam Bigelow over King Kong Bundy. Again, Bammer avoiding Bundy's splash and then leveling him with one of his own. So Bigelow again pinning Bundy in the main event there. As we go on to St. Paul, Minnesota and the Civic Center, October the 25th, 4,346 fans to see Sam Houston over Barry Horowitz, Boris Zukov defeating Lanny Poffo. It's Beefcake once more over Virgil, subbing for the Million Dollar Man, Ken Patera pinning the Mighty Hercules, Coco Beware over Outlaw Ron Bass, WWF champion Hulk Hogan battling the one-man gang to a double countout. Have to presume they're bringing that back to St. Paul. Also on the card, all three men's titles on the line. In fact, we saw Hulk Hogan. From there, it's tag team champion Hart Foundation over the Killer Bees and intercontinental champion Honky Talk Man defeating the Macho Man Randy Savage on a disqualification. Then it's off to East Rutherford, New Jersey in the Meadowlands Arena, October the 26th. Boris Zukov over Siviafi. Sika defeating Brady Boone. It's the one-man gang pinning Outback Jack, now with the 747 splash as his finisher. Also on the card, Coco Beware over Danny Davis on a countout. Hacksaw Jim Duggan defeating Nikolai Volkov. It's JYD over Cowboy Bob Orton. Orton subbing for the King Harley race here. So JYD going over on Cowboy Bob. Now also on the card, this may be the first time we see them team up post-injury anyway. Billy Jack Haynes teaming up with fellow Oregonian Ken Patera. Battling tag team champion Hart Foundation to a no contest. That's interesting. Also on the card once more. Paul Orndorff teaming with fellow member of the Humperdinck stable, Bam Bam Bigelow. 
It's Bigelow and Orndorff over at King Kong Bunny, and this time the Mighty Hercules with Andre the Giant in their corner once more. And they've been doing this deal with Bobby Heenan being barred from ringside. Andre's been subbing in for him on some of these shows, and I'm not sure if Bobby's having to miss a few dates here or if he's just spreading the wealth. Of course, there's A, B, and C shows, so perhaps Bobby on another show on the same day. I'm not really sure what's going on with that. I'll have to look into it. But for now, we're off to Binghamton, New York, in the Broome County Arena, October the 26th, 1869 fans. It's Sam Houston over Barry Horowitz. Brudeye, once more, the barber pinning Virgil here. DiBiase awaiting that orthoscopic knee surgery at this point. Also on the card, the new Dream Team defeating the Killer Bees. Match went reportedly 17 minutes. No thanks. Also, Killer Khan over Leaping Lanny Poffo, ravishing Rick Rude, pinning Hillbilly Jim. And in the final match of the night, IC champion Honky Tonk Man over Randy Savage yet again by disqualification. And we saw a pair of TV tapings at the beginning of October. Well, another pair of Superstars and Wrestling Challenge tapings here at the end of the month as well as we head off to Syracuse, New York and the War Memorial on October the 27th. It's a sellout here in Syracuse of 6,000 fans for this Superstars taping in some of the dark matches. Brutus the Barber Beefcake once again over Virgil and WWF champion Hulk Hogan downing Killer Khan. Also taped here for primetime November the 19th, it's the Young Stallions defeating the team of Gino Carabello, haven't seen him in a long time, and Tom Barnett. This is also the tapings where we will crown brand new WWF Tag Team Champions. But we'll talk about that in the weeks to come. Then we move on to the War Memorial in Rochester, New York, October the 28th. 7,600 fans. Another sellout for this wrestling challenge taping on the dark matches. It's Bam Bam Bigelow over Hercules. Hercules subbing for DiBiase here. So Bammer, he doesn't get Virgil. He gets Hercules instead. Bit of an upgrade, I'd say. Also in a dark match, Macho Man defeating IC champ Honky Tonk Man when Honky Tonk walks out, leaves ringside, takes the count out there for Savage to get the win but Honky will retain the title. One more dark match here. We talked about this in the news portion. It's WWF champion Hulk Hogan pinning the one-man gang, but it was what happened prior to the bout that we talked about earlier, the roadblock attacking one-man gang right before this match here. You had to believe Hogan was trepidatious, brother, heading to that ring to take on the gang. And then a couple more matches here as part of this challenge taping taped for upcoming November episodes of Primetime. First, for November 5th Primetime Wrestling, Sam Houston going to score a win over Iron Mike Sharp. And then on the November 26th edition, it's going to be Ricky the Dragon Steamboat defeating Outlaw Ron Bass on a countout. So Steamer slowly creeping back into the world of the WWF as we go on to October the 29th, getting down to the nitty gritty guys, San Diego, California, and the sports arena. It's Dan Spivey over Special Delivery Jones. Iron Mike Sharp over Cowboy Scott Casey. Billy Jack Haynes defeating the outlaw Ron Bass. Bass a sub here for Killer Khan. It's also the natural Butch Reed over superstar Billy Graham. Bam Bam Bigelow again defeating King Kong Bundy. So high on that pecking order in the babyface side is Bam Bam Bigelow scoring these definitive wins over a guy's not only the size, but with the background here in the WWF of King Kong Bundy. We know Bundy's got some matches upcoming with Hulk Hogan on NBC. So seeing Bigelow go over on him here, says a lot for the plans they had for Bam Bam Bigelow. But plans, we know, can be changed. Also here in San Diego, it's the Islanders over Strike Force. Rip Oliver scoring a win over Jerry Allen. George the Animal Steel over Dangerous Danny Davis. And Intercontinental Champion Hockey Talk Man defeating the Macho Man on a disqualification. As we stay out west 
and head to the San Francisco Cow Palace October the 30th in front of 6,422 fans. Crippler Rip Oliver over Jerry Allen once again. It's Billy Jack Haynes battling outlaw Ron Bass to a draw. Natural Butch Reed pinning superstar Billy Graham using those ropes for leverage. Bam Bam Bigelow once again over King Kong Bundy, this time by disqualification when Bundy steals Sir Oliver Humperdinck's scepter and caught using it as a weapon on Bam Bam Bigelow. Also on the card at the Cow, it's the Islanders over the Strike Force. Iron Mike Sharp defeating Scott Casey. George the Animal Steel over Dangerous Danny Davis. And again, Hockey Talk Man defeating the Macho Man, this time on a countout. As we close out the month of October, it's Halloween, guys, October the 31st, with a trifecta of cards, including a matinee show in Sacramento at the Arco Arena in front of 7,019 fans. Again, Rip Oliver over Jerry Allen, Billy Jack Haynes battling Ron Bass to another draw. It's Butch Reed once more over Superstar Graham. Bigelow defeating King Kong Bundy by the DQ once more. The Islanders over Strike Force. Do you guys see a, a repeating pattern here? Iron Mike Sharp defeating Scott Casey. George Steele over Danny Davis. And yes, once again, Hockey Talk Man defeating the Macho Man on a countout. So not just similar shows, but identical shows here at the Cow Palace on October 30th and then here at the Arco Arena in Sacramento on the 31st as well. As we move on, WWF going to do a double shot in Glens Falls, New York at the Civic Center, a matinee show, and then it's over to Worcester, Mass. at the Centrum as well for the same exact event, seeing Leaping Lanny Poffo over Jose Estrada, Jake the Snake Roberts back in action, pinning Sika the Wild Samoan, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff over Ravishing Rick Rude on a DQ, it's the Bulldogs over the Bolsheviks, Junkyard Dog pinning Cowboy Bob Orton, Orton subbing for Ted DiBiase here, and it's Hacksaw Jim Duggan battling the King Harley Race. Get comfortable with that match, guys. Now, they battle to a double countout in Wooster. I don't have the results for their match in Glens Falls, but I have to wonder. Duggan likely went over. You'd have to think in his hometown of Glens Falls, New York, over the King Harley Race. However, the only confirmed result for that matchup in Wooster it's Duggan battling the King to a double countout. Also on the card, it's Frenchie Martin defeating Siviafi, and both shows featuring the main event of WWF champion Hulk Hogan pinning the one-man gang. And then one final piece of business here this week, going to go back out west one more time. We talked about these results on the Cow Palace and the Arco Arena, so let's run through them again here. Not very creative at the end of the month here. On the west coast is the World Wrestling Federation, this time at the Selland Arena in Fresno. In front of 3,225 fans, you guys know the card by now. It's Crippler Rip Oliver over Jerry Allen. Billy Jack Haynes meeting Ron Bass to a time limit draw. Butch Reed stealing that win over superstar Billy Graham. Bam Bam Bigelow again defeating King Kong Bundy by DQ. Bundy caught using Oliver Humperdinck's scepter there. It's also the Islanders over Tito Santana and Rick Martel, the strike force. George the Animal Steel pinning dangerous Danny Davis and Honky Tonk Man retaining that IC title, defeating Macho Man Randy Savage on a countout to close the month of October. So some interesting happenings here throughout the month of October. Lots of things changing. Lots of shaking up, especially with Randy Savage going babyface. We see Hulk Hogan closing the book on his feud with Killer Khan in a lot of cities, beginning to open a new book against the one-man gang in some shows. In some cities, Hogan already scoring the pinfall win over the gang. In other shows, it's DQs, countouts, double countouts, likely going to bring the match back next month. Then it seemed like for most of the month, they did a good job of keeping Randy Savage away from Honky Tonk Man and the house shows, but it's all in full force there by the end of the month. We see Savage going at it with Honky every night, disqualifications, countout finishes, 
And that feud is just getting started. Then on the tag team side of things, the Hart Foundation working a slew of teams. Of course, we know there's an upcoming tag team title change, so that'll change here very soon. Bam Bam Bigelow working against some of the Heenan family members, as is Kim Patera for now. Orndor finally starting to slide into some matches with Rick Rude near the end of the month. Superstar Graham, God bless him, doing the job to Butch Reed every night, except for that cage match at Madison Square Garden. It looks like the Strike Force are indeed married to the Islanders right now. The Islanders getting the majority of the wins, which is kind of intriguing considering what's about to happen, but it also makes sense. But we'll talk about that as we move on into the month of November. So DiBiase suffers a knee injury. He's out for the time being, but hes I won't say he's not missed. He's certainly missed in the ring, but it's not missed on TV. Lots of guys returning from injury. Davey Boy Smith, the Dynamite Kid, Jake Roberts back from suspension. So the WWF getting back into full gear, heading into that Survivor Series pay-per-view. Even Ricky Steamboat beginning to make appearances again as well. But we're only getting started. We finished up looking at all the house shows. We talked about the news this week, but we're going to be back next week. We're going to continue on with the month of October WWF TV. Remember last week's edition of The Grenade, episode 96, covered the first week of October TV, including Saturday night's main event. Well, there's still four weeks of October TV to go based on the way the dates fall here in the month of October. So we're going to cover another two weeks of October TV starting here next week with episode 98 of The Grenade. So for now, just a quick reminder again to head over to WrestleCopia.com and all of your favorite podcast streaming apps to listen to shows like The Wrestling Memory Grenade, Monday Warfare, and the Regional Wrestling Podcast. Also, remember to follow me on Twitter at Wrestling Grenade. That's at R-A-S-S-L-I-N Grenade and Facebook.com slash Wrestling Grenade as well. Be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash Wrestling Grenade. And of course, Stop on over to patreon.com slash WrestleCopia. That address again, patreon.com slash WrestleCopia for that $5 all-access tier. No subscription, guys. Cancel any time. Check it out for a month. I think you like all of the content that I offer, and every penny of it goes right back here into keeping shows like the Wrestling Memory Grenade up and running for the months and the years to come. And now with all of that out of the way, just want to say my appreciation one more time to all of the loyal listeners and all of the loyal patrons as well. And with that said, we will be back next week. More Grenade on the way as we continue on the month of October in 1987, continuing to grow closer to the Survivor Series on Thanksgiving night. And even sooner than that, heading into that milestone episode number 100 edition of the Wrestling Memory Grenade. I can't wait. Pretty big deal, guys. But until then, this is your host, Ray Russell, saying, from pillar to post and coast to coast, you pull the pin and I'll pick up the pieces right here on the Wrestling Memory Grenade. See you next week. Don't miss it. Be there! October the 3rd in Boston, yeah, in Boston, 28 days before Halloween. Yeah, uh-huh. I, I never thought of that. That's no, a good thought. 28 you days. you haven't thought of that, and you haven't thought of what I'm thinking right now, have you?